0: the second episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I am Gavin Goodwin.
1: And I'm Chris Telesbo.
0: And I'm your am. And I'm your pro. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the last episode. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We recorded that minutes ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't, the feedback's been phenomenal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no negative comments. Yeah, Oops. nothing.
0: Nothing negative whatsoever. And and we both liked it. So, that's a one, you know. That's 100%. Yeah, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 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 Um, well welcome, welcome back to the show. Um this is a disc golf podcast for and it's a discussion show between myself, very much an amateur, and Chris, who's a sponsored pro sponsored by Dynamic Disc, right? Yes sir. And um we're here to answer questions, we're here to help people and we're here to just chat disc golf. And it's a show for you know what I what I said on last episode is if you're listening to the show and you and you've ever picked up a disc you fall somewhere between Chris and I, probably, <laughs> likely, on your skill level. Um, you know, if uh, Ricky Wasaki or, you know, some, somebody's listening to the show, you're, you're outside of that sphere, that's great. Yeah. But, please, you know, please come back, keep listening, and tweet us out there. You know, tweet support. So we appreciate that. Um, well, uh, we've got a new segment this week, and I'm, we're calling this Tales from the Course. So this is uh, just recent happenings on the disc golf course. I, I work for myself in my real life and um, have some flexibility. My wife is getting her PhD. So I work for myself so that I can be flexible enough to, to help raise our three kids. We didn't want them to be with a nanny. So, uh, but I get most, you know, uh, two or three times a week I can sneak out and shoot a few holes in the morning after I drop the kids off at school. And this morning was one of those mornings and uh it was good I, I shot six holes at a local course uh roots we call it roots i don't know what the official name is rose park disc roots, golf? roots, roots. Disc golf course is that the
1: official name mm-hmm.
0: okay all right is there is there a rose park park disc golf course or is that no the same one that people just call roots yeah okay
1: the name of the disc golf course is Roots. roots yeah. okay
0: all right all right <laughs> it's like okay
1: Whatever, whatever that concrete column says was the name of the golf course, which before the golf course was a disc golf course. So it might be called that. But That's right. Yeah, it was like one of the original
0: disc golf courses, right? first disc
1: golf course in Utah.
0: And then it was a par 3 course, disc ball golf, like uh, yeah. regular golf course. And then they course. got
1: replaced with a par 3 ball golf course. And, and then, then we took it back and chiseled out the disc from the pillar that they filled in.
0: Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Is that all it was? You just chiseled out
1: the disc? Yeah, you can you can tell it's like kind of chipped around the edges and stuff because oh, nice. it was there before and they just I haven't paid enough have
0: to go pay attention to that next yeah. time. So if you're in Salt Lake, go check that out. That's yeah. a, your local tip. Um, now there is a golf course just adjoining it, like, mm-hmm. right? There, so there were two courses there for when
1: it was a par three course, or yeah, the par three course associated with that golf course. And okay, the, the driving range separates them.
0: Okay, but are those and they're all owned by the city, right? Yes, they're all public. Okay, yeah, all city parks. So. Um, I got there, and because it's a city park, uh, and all of our, I think we've got one or two private courses in the state. The only one I can think of is
1: Canyon Ski Resort. Toads might be. I've never heard of Toads. Or Mulligans. Oh, that's, Mulligans, that's yeah. It's called both. The, okay. the fun resort is called Toads. The course is called Mulligans. Okay. And that's on a ball golf course, so that might be private-ish. I think you're
0: right. I think you're right. Think yeah. you're right. Um, but I've never played. Is that up in Ogden? Mm-hmm. That's about, this is very local for, for those Sorry. of you in Utah, but that's about an hour north of where we are. Salt Lake city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard that's a really good course.
1: It's challenging.
0: Yeah. 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 That, that's where Utah Open is played, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And coverage for that is up for the last couple of years on YouTube. I've yeah, that's where Ricky out. got an ace. On. Yeah, Ricky's walk-off ace just for fun. Oh, that's right. He was yeah. he was
0: leading anyway, wasn't yeah, he? he
1: was up by one or two. I think he was up by two or one in the, going into the last hole. And he had the box and he aced it. For As I know it, the first ever walk-off ace to win, which is pretty cool. And it's on film and it was here. So all the cool points to Ricky for that one. Yeah,
0: no, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. that was hole eighteen, right? Like mm-hmm. that was.
1: It's so an it's an iconic hole. It's like two hundred and twenty feet, not very water. long, over a pond. Yeah, to a basket up on rocks, right next to the pond. If you hit the rocks, you're in the water. If you go long, you're out of bounds. Now was he was he going for an ace? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but just playing a safe layup that hits the basket, like most aces are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's not a Simon trick shot video, it's aces are usually not on purpose.
0: Yeah. Uh, I,
1: I wouldn't know. I've had zero. <laughs> get
0: I get there. super stoked about a birdie though, which again, tales from the course. I got a birdie today. Nice. Uh, I'm not going to show you how many mulligans I had before that birdie, but it's about a, uh, I don't know, 200 foot hole, but I birdied it out. I was really happy about that. So that's the point. I, um, I have been playing terribly for the last probably month. Um, I go, there's a course here at the university of Utah that I, a lot in the mornings. Um, just nine holes, short course. I like it. Um, and if I'm shooting well, I'll par that course. Uh, okay. But I've been not keeping score <laughs> the last few times I played. when it gets to the point, like I'm just I'm just putting the phone away. I'm just going to try to go and throw and mm-hmm. try to not frustrate myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, this morning I had a little bit of time and I went over to Roots and um, snow covered like hard packed snow. And I was shooting really well. Like I was, I, there, I was definitely bogeying on some of those holes because there's four, uh, three is still you know that if I get a bogey on that one, I'm pretty happy on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but four, I aced. I was or not birdied. Aced. Birdied. Ace I have not
1: aced. Another level of excitement. That would
0: be that would be phenomenal. But it's a it's a public park like mm-hmm. we were saying. And when I pulled into the parking lot, like the, the parking lot's just empty unless there's a tournament going on this time of year because it's snowy. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there was i don't know half a dozen or no probably a dozen uh look like middle school kids like sneak in. there's there's a you know the hole in the fence off one mm-hmm. so the first hole on this course is uh there's a fence right along your right side so if you throw a backhand like i do you should throw a forehand but i don't have a forehand that goes very far so i still throw a backhand, and. Uh, if you're unfortunate enough to hit one of the flagpoles, you're in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so they put a gate there so that you can easily mm-hmm. go out. Um, but I, I saw these kids going, out of, uh, I don't know what's going on here. And they looked like they were with a crossing guard. So I was very confused. Um, but uh, so I that. well, I'll just go play and hopefully not hit any kids. And I'm glad I played. And they they ended up, they were there for like 10 minutes and left. I don't. I, my guess is they wandered over School with their science recents, teacher. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. You know, to go look at some ecology. Some and, snow. Yeah. So, uh, but I didn't hit anybody. That was good. Almost hit a worker, but that was his fault for just walking across as I was throwing. Um, but I, I was shooting well. I parred one, parred three, parred two, bogeyed three. Anyway, that I don't need to run through the whole thing. But uh, that's my that's my story today. Is I actually shot well. I felt like I kind of had my game back, which for me is not saying a whole lot because if I. I'm not, I'm not what you call a consistent <laughs> golfer. So, um, but that's, that's our tales from the course for this week. Now, we recently played in the same tournament. We mm-hmm. were in completely different divisions. If there was a novice division, I would have signed up for that, but I was a uh, wreck, right? That's the- mm-hmm. That's usually- Yeah, so again, people new to the sport. Um, we talked about tiers last week. Uh, go back and listen. Chris gave a really nice uh, breakdown of the different tiers for tournaments. But this is a C-tier tournament. It's a season opener for our local club here, uh, the Runners, Telerunners. Wh- where did that name come from?
1: The, a group of friends started it. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I'm certain of where they came up with the name. It's probably some sort of inside joke. Okay. That just grew. Grew, okay. and we just stuck with it. But the guys that started it, we could get in contact with and ask them about it. But yeah, be curious. It's passed ownership a few times, but it's still... The Tunnel Runners, the Tunnel Runners, Salt yeah. Lake City. Yeah. Is that the largest? It seems like the largest club. It might be now in Utah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, or at we, least we, in the area. I mean, I'm I'm on the board for the Tunnel Runners, and we try to work with other clubs. We don't yeah, want, it seems we don't really be, cooperative. We don't want to be button heads trying to yeah. take stuff from each other. We try to work with them. Yeah. So on that note, I would say that we're probably the biggest, and I think we have the most interaction with the city for parks and golf usage, and we try to do a lot of the legal stuff that kind of behind the scenes. So maybe the biggest, yeah. but hopefully the most influential.
0: But it's a it's a good group. Um that's we uh last week talked about our disc golf stories, how we got into the sport and when I started pl- picking up when I picked up the sport again last year, I've been you know, uh went to the local shop, Played Against Sports, which is the only shop that really stocks uh disc golf that you can get retail. I mean For now. Uh Infinite disc. yes, I guess there's another one opening up soon, which Yeah, Megan. Be cool. Yeah uh infinite infinite right is Mm -hmm. the name they're based here in utah but they're they're
1: about 90 minutes away from us yeah
0: so it's a little stretch of a drive and um so if you just want to go browse discs this is the place to go Mm -hmm. ran into a guy who told me about tunnel runners signed up for the group and like super nice welcoming group so really good community uh i recommend it um and that so that's that's another tip uh, if you're looking to get into the sport, just find a local community.
1: Mm-hmm. And if anyone is local, if you have a Salt Lake City Tunnel rider tag and you go buy discs from Play It Again, they give you a ten percent discount. I did not insider know that. knowledge. Yes, I brought your discs tag with yesterday. you. Bring your tag with you, and they'll give you ten percent off. What? So, pretty much tax free frisbees. Yeah, that that is nice.
0: Yeah, and is that any of the Play It Agains, or just the one the in on? Sugar
1: House for sure? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I think Conrad Heights still will. Okay, I'll have to talk to Ryan, but yeah i think they will that's nice i'll find out i'll get I, back to you
0: I, sh- I just need to take my tag off my bag when i go in mm-hmm. instead of just taking my disc back to my bag when i come out mm-hmm. so that's nice that's yeah. a that's, that's a, it's hard to find disc like deals on discs period so yeah
1: and that's i mean that's community working with community yeah that's they sponsor good. us we give them business they give us deals it's yeah it's just kind of how things work
0: yeah no it's it's a super supportive community mm-hmm. I, I like that um but back to this tournament. So we played this tournament, mm-hmm. and uh, I was in rec, you were in uh, open. open. So um, <laughs> few few tears down. Mm-hmm. I think I finished, um, including juniors, women's. All the women beat me, um, <laughs> like handily. We've got we've got a few a handful of women in the community locally here who play, and they they they're good. Like they yeah yeah so uh they handily beat me I think by like 15-20 strokes um I don't know if it was that much it might have been it might have been um, but uh I think I was and I'm gonna include the guy at least one guy who DNF uh I think I was again including juniors and everything I think I was fifth from the bottom okay so not pretty, pretty solid finish for someone who who can't see um but unfortunately, I have 2020 vision. So I was disappointed <laughs> with my performance at the tournament. Uh, but it was also something that I had never experienced before. And uh, why, don't, why don't you talk about that? I, I don't even know what to
1: call it. Oh, what a level of discussion to have. Um, <laughs> I call it gimmick golf. Okay. So it felt like mini golf to me. And it's, it's kind of resemblant of mini golf. Yeah. Um, to me, it's when somebody who's running an event tries too hard to make scores go up and they put ob everywhere they make weird mandatories they do all these things that kind of just to me take away from the game and try to make you do maybe what they're good at or what they think you're not good at
0: yeah and i can't speak to that because i don't play with those guys Mm -hmm. enough i mostly when i play i'm playing by myself which Mm -hmm. probably is not helping my game but that's that's what i can do with the time i have yeah um especially in the winter because mm-hmm. so sun goes down at noon here it feels like
1: yeah it's it's dark always when i'm awake <laughs> that's winter
0: yeah um but it was i so uh it was what 24 holes 22 holes
1: 20 18 19 20 i think it was 22
0: i think so um so it's a it's an 18 hole course but they added a few um and we used. Uh, they they took some space from the ball golf course, which was nice, you know, to throw some mm-hmm. extra holes in. But when we were playing those uh, three, well, no, there were one, two, twenty-three at three, least four holes over at there. At least twenty-three. Yeah, I think there were four holes on that side that yeah. were just temp holes set up. Oh, and then the one in the parking lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Um, the one in the parking lot was just a narrow fairway. I, I'm not going to fault that one, yep. but um, I was, for me. I, it was hard to play because I was so worried about like, wait, where is OB? Where is not? Where can I? And it was I, I yeah. was OB a lot.
1: Yeah, and I I can imagine as a newer player to yeah. walk up to a hole and you say, wait, like you see a peninsula of flags the whole way down. It's no wider than twenty five feet at any point. Yeah, and you say I have to land in between that the whole way. No, yeah, it's like, like uh, that. That's kind of mini golf feeling. And I mean, even yes. as a professional. Well, and, and
0: there's a sand trap, and I'm thinking, like, okay, well, if I can park it on the sand trap, I'll be
1: okay. Oh, no, that's okay. Also out of bounds. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the biggest part of this fairway was a bunker that was also out of bounds. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if I had to lay up, I think I would have a harder time than going at the pin, so, which was, like, 420 feet. I
0: think we're talking about, I think it was 19. Was Same that Um My drive went in. I think I was the only one on my card whose drive went in. Nice. And then... Um, I thought, "Oh, I've got an easy layup here because there were two bunkers. Mm-hmm. I can just go across the second bunker." And um and I did. But when I got over to it, um I was edit my disc had rolled back. So so it landed and rolled back. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I should have thrown a stickier disc because it was cold. But uh then I go and look and um somebody else from another card spot and said, you actually hit in, and then it rolled back, so you'll take your drop from over there. Cool. So thought, okay, great, at least I'm closer to the pin. I get over there, and I have to pull a lie from the guys, and I find out, no, I was OB because about six inches behind the basket was OB. Like, they, they'd just taken out all this grass. And so that was uh, – so I had to go back to where I originally went into the bunker, and that was fun. That that I, I think I got a seven on that hole or, or all eight. All of the OB yeah. strokes. Yes, yeah, all of the ob strokes. I don't, my drive went in and my, <laughs> and my putt, putt in. went in. Yes. That was it.
1: Yes. Everything in between we can forget about. Yeah. Uh,
0: again, I'm not an experienced tournament player, but that wasn't fun for me. Like, now if you're, go ahead.
1: Okay, so my, my take on this is as a newer player, I imagine that's daunting, kind of discouraging, not super fun. Okay, as a professional, i see ob's purpose i see the point of it it makes you play certain shots but when it takes away from a natural shape of a hole and it's like i won't exemplify any holes here to save feelings but when it feels gimmicky for lack of better word i lose interest like my mind actually turns away from enjoying the game yeah because they're making me throw these dumb little shots like the tiny peninsula hole i mean i have 10 feet the whole way i can't play it safe i just have to throw it the hole and hope it sits nicely
0: well and it's yeah i am not i can't control a shot well enough to know that it's going to land within 15 Mm -hmm.
1: feet of where i am like
0: you know i I know if i throw my shrike it's likely to go straight (laughs) i know if i throw my river pro it's likely to go in the garbage can because i hate it (laughs) Um, (laughs) but (laughs) and 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 i know like okay if i throw my truth and my or my EMAC truth, it's gonna go fairly straight from where I am, mm-hmm. um, but beyond that, I'm not good enough to control and know I'm not. You know, this is gonna stop when it hits, even if I throw. Mm-hmm. And it was cold out there; the ground was mm-hmm. hard, so even soft discs, like throwing a cheap plastic disc, would still get some skip and some bounce. Mm-hmm. I have a, a mega soft Swan that I putt with that got a couple crazy rolls on me. Oh. And that's, I mean, that disc I can fan myself with. Like yeah, it's, can, it's as floppy as it gets. You can burrito it. Yeah, it's like a, one of those old school, like three by five, or what are the old school size floppy discs, you know, like legitimate mm-hmm. floppy discs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can absolutely taco the yeah. whole thing. Um, it's basically a flour tortilla. Yeah. Now, my skill level is not high, but uh, that – it was discouraging, like those holes were tough. And then, and it was a shotgun start, so we started on 11, my, my card started on 11. Um, so it was probably still icy when you got back there. It was, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's a, actually just the way it's laying out is a fairly tricky hole, and then there's a that makes it even a little bit harder for me. Um, but coming back onto the, the rest of the course, I felt like, okay, you know, I can play, but then there were also some super tight fairways that, like mm-hmm. uh, five. It was, mm-hmm. was a super tight fair. I got two OBs on that one. just And I was just discouraged. Mm-hmm. So I understand, safety-wise, I can understand a Mando there mm-hmm. to, to keep it out of the fairway of another mm-hmm. hole, which which it would have been. It would have been in, the, in one, the way that the course yeah. is laid out. Um, but that compiled with the island holes and everything else that just, you know, a bad roll takes you out mm-hmm. and costs you a stroke, and which ends up costing you three, mm-hmm. you know, when, when all said and done. Uh, it was super discouraging to me. I could not have run the tournament any better. I couldn't have set up the course any better because I, again, have zero experience doing this. But as we're talking about this, I thought maybe, um, and I guess this was our our tag placement round too for the -hmm. the group, so maybe it wouldn't work for this, but maybe anything wreck and below, so count juniors unless you're a real competitive junior in that, uh, those islands don't count. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe you've got a different set of, or maybe there's different colored flags, like orange and yellow flags. And mm-hmm. and if you're playing uh, advanced or open, you're playing in these. If you're playing intermediate or lower, you're okay. you're, you're playing. You know, you've got these different OBs. Because, well, and the other thing that was a, uh, I'm not a super competitive person. Last week you said something that I loved. Uh, you said you're not good at being bad at things. So you 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 excel. You try to excel at mm-hmm. things, uh, which is probably why you're you're getting your PhD right now um, I'm okay at being bad at things like certain things there's certain <laughs> things that I'm I'm not good at I, I don't want to be a bad dad I don't want to be a bad husband mm-hmm. disc golf I'm okay being bad at I'm, I'm trying to improve but it's it's really just completely a hobby for me mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I don't want to be the worst either like my goal going out of this tournament was to play somewhere in the middle of my division that's a good goal and I did not do that and uh oh but what I was but so I, I'm not super competitive but uh we saw people that didn't understand these OBs and were just playing from the OBs and um my guess is they were playing in the same division I was playing in probably um because they're just less experienced players but that's yeah. probably you know 10 strokes if if yeah. you're if you're really figuring it, and that's that's the difference between me and getting into the middle of the pack mm-hmm. and so uh that it was tough mm-hmm. like and i'd have what i thought were great shots and then Out like oh well yeah this is this would be a great shot if there wasn't a needless ob here mm-hmm. or the narrow the, the the fairway wasn't 18 inches wide mm-hmm. so
1: and i mean I like i said i do see the point of ob i do like that you can change how people play holes but there's a point where and this tournament wasn't too bad about it like i it was okay yeah I mean, I got some bad luck, but that always happens. That's disc golf. Um, But there's a point where it's no longer helping, and it's just making people do weird things.
0: That's kind of where I felt. Like, where I'm, you know, instead of throwing what I would normally throw or throwing a shot that I feel comfortable with, I'm having to try to lay up with a disc that I'm not comfortable laying up Mm -hmm. with because it's something kind of in a middle distance, which you could say, well, that's going to stretch your game. That's going to make you better. And okay. Maybe. But is a tournament where you're trying to stretch your game and, and develop new skills, or is that where you should be just out on the course? I, I don't know.
1: Tournaments, ideally, ideally you get the practice in before you go and you yeah. have all the shots you need. Um, the only other problem I see with too many ropes, too many OB lines is like you were saying, newer players, they play with newer players. Yeah. Like a division of novice or a division of rec, they all play with each other. Yeah. I was so playing if,
0: with uh, Nathan Paxman. Do you know Nate? Yeah, I love Nate. Yeah. He's a great, great yeah. guy. I mean, there were a few, there was, Three other people on our card. Mm-hmm. There's five of us on the card, but um, he he was really good. He knew the rules, and he'd say, "Oh no, you you are ob there." And I, it was great because I could mm-hmm. ask him, you mm-hmm. know, because otherwise I would have been completely confused and even more frustrated. Uh, but I know that, and he saw too, mm-hmm. guys around good. us that weren't, you know, were throwing from yeah where they shouldn't be throwing. When from. you have
1: groups of five where nobody knows all the rules, yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't have to take a rules test until you're playing an NT or major as a professional, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't have no. To. But when you have five people who don't know the rules, you're going to have them playing incorrectly. Yeah. And then their scores are irrelevant compared to those who played it the right way. Yeah. And the more ropes, the more that happens.
0: Well, especially when you've got new OB but old mandos. So yeah. I played the course, and so I know, all right, if I'm going to get around this mando, I've got to throw this way. And then I go, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm six inches OB, mm-hmm. and, which I thought was a good shot that got me up the fairway. You know? But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm super grateful for everybody that ran that, that was, tournament. I'm super grateful time. for everybody that runs any tournament. I had a good time. It was really fun. Uh, but for me, if, if it was just like uh, going out and just playing a casual round and making up like island holes, that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. But when I'm trying to actually, you know, mm-hmm. get a decent score, that's yeah. tough for me. And again, I th- I had to leave early, so I just took one of the high tags. Yeah. So I I didn't get the tag that I scored with anyway. I got higher than you know because I just took out the they highest gave ones, one. Gave me a tag, which I was fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't playing to get the low tag. That's what I was worried about. But personally, I just thought that I could play a little bit better than
1: that. Mm-hmm. And, and without ropes and weird things you weren't expecting, you probably would have. Yeah,
0: probably would have. But it, I got to say, it was fun to play like super long holes, longer mm-hmm. than you know. Eighteen was how long was eighteen?
1: Uh. As it plays, probably seven hundred feet.
0: Yeah, for me, that's a really long hole. Yeah, it's so, big. Yeah, I mean, barring like mountain holes, that's yeah. the longest I've ever played. Yeah. So, um, well, good. You've got some. Uh, so that was the most recent tournament. Mm-hmm. Is that the most recent tournament you played? The most recent tournament I played.
1: Uh, I played a super fun indoor event in Ogden. Oh my gosh! This weekend. Talk about that. I wanted to go to that. So. Uh, I think his name was Colton that put it together okay. with uh, some Team Utah Open help. And Prodigy ran a little par two in a like a rodeo arena. I don't know what else to call it. I think that's what it is. I mean, it's got stables and corrals. Yeah. And it's but like, it's an indoor it's like a rodeo arena. Yeah. yeah. Big dirt arena with stadium seating and stuff. And they put 20 holes up. And we played it with two putters. I think the longest hole was probably like 270 feet. And the shortest hole was probably like 20 feet. Like a little turbo putt. Yeah, um, and we played five rounds of twenty holes. Five rounds. So we played a hundred holes. Holy cow! Took us six hours, maybe five and a half hours to play hundred. And this was in the evening, right? Yeah, we started it started throwing at about three thirty. We finished about nine fifteen. Yeah, so I just was just under six hours. I was
0: at the ski resort teaching. I otherwise I would have loved to have gone to this. Oh man, it was fun. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, the goal like most of those holes were a jump putt for me. So the first round I was putting and jump putting and we took it pretty seriously. Second round I made a, a fun bet with Jesse Adams to throw a full power skip shot at a basket that was on a total cliff of a green. And he went two hundred feet into the stadium. And from then on we had a blast. Yeah. So
0: this is not a sanctioned event, right? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Just just fun.
1: But we made it the most fun I've had in disc golf. In Which is ironic because
0: we were just complaining about gimmick golf on a tournament, but this is, this is something totally different. Yeah, and this, this is indoors with the putters.
1: Yeah. And for me, it was awesome because when I get too bogged down in tournaments, like I said, I'm not good at being bad. So I'm unfairly hard on myself. Yeah. So as soon as we started having fun, I mean, I took like a five on a hole and they're all 200 feet or less. Yeah. So there's a video I'll try to get it on Instagram. I don't know how Instagram feels about MOVs. But if I figure that out, I'll get it on there. It's we can funny. put it up on our Facebook page. Oh, we should. Yeah, and there's a hole. It's under the bleachers. It's down this little dirt stretch. It's maybe 175 feet just straight, like 10-foot wide fairway. And it's about halfway down. And so the whole hallway is probably 300 feet, baskets in the middle. So in one of our fun rounds, because we played each hole five times, yeah, uh, our challenge was to throw 80% or harder. <laughs> And keep in mind, it's 150 feet away. Yeah. So in I'm in a
0: tunnel, like literally a, a yeah. concrete tunnel.
1: Yeah. So I threw almost a full power putter shot, which in an open field for me will go maybe 350 feet. Yeah. And I missed the basket. Sh- <laughs> shocking, I know. Like it was kind of close. That so was respectable. Yeah. And I hit something at the end of the hallway. It kicked over into a stable. So I got down to the end, and I didn't even know where it was because I didn't watch it. <laughs> you lost
0: your disc inside.
1: I lo- yeah. Oh, and I actually lost another disc inside as well. I had to have somebody go fetch it. It went under a door. (laughs) But this one, it kicked back into a stable. I got down there, I couldn't even see it. It was like back in the dark, in the back of this stable, up against a wall. Now, the
0: stables were empty, right? There were no livestock? No no animals.
1: I'm a big animal advocate. No animals were there or harmed. Yeah. Um, But I got back in there. I had to crawl through a gate. Like, nobody should have ever gone there, but it was so fun. And I had a little, like, six-inch gap on the ground between the gate and the wall, To try a putter roller flick to get out of there yeah obviously i didn't make it yeah hit the cage we're all laughing we're all having a great time they're making fun of me i'm talking back and then luckily threw a backhand out through the slats in the gate and i mean it's 150 foot hole like that's a layup tap in layup tap in. no it's full power flick roll pitch out backhand pitch out take your four yeah (laughs) so that's kind of how we took the day we'd made it we made it fun. We took every hole, and whoever was first got to challenge the rest. Of the there were three of us doing it. Yeah. On what shot we had to throw, my favorite was a thumber skip shot with a putter. Okay. It's way harder for those than it of us sounds. that are
0: not that are newer to the sport. Explain all those terms. <laughs> so thumber. what's a thumber?
1: A thumber instead of holding the disc flight plate up. Okay. You flip it upside down and you put your thumb in the rim.
0: So you're holding the disc upside down like it would hold water. Yeah, You've you got put your, your thumb, thumb in the rim. In the rim.
1: And then you throw it overhand like a baseball. Okay. And it makes this cool flex shape. Is
0: that the same thing as a tomahawk? When tomahawk, you put tomahawk. your
1: fingers in the rim. Okay. And then throw it overhand. Okay. So they flip opposite directions. Okay. It, it won't make sense if you haven't seen one or thrown one.
0: Look, look up videos. But, yeah. but it's an overhand it's baseball. It's an overhand.
1: Hand, it flies differently. But
0: you're throwing that indoors.
1: Yes. And throwing it at the ground to try and make it skip.
0: Okay, so skip shot is where you intentionally throw at the ground to try to get the this to bounce.
1: Yep, to okay. hit the ground and then lift up again. Okay. So thumb or skip was my worst idea, but it was. That, that's not so a funny real
0: shot that you would ever use in real life, right? Eh,
1: not normally. You shouldn't have to, no. No. But it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the level of seriousness yeah, 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 we yeah, had. Yeah. And we had a blast. I think I can speak for the three of us. That sounds we funny. Who were you playing with? Uh, Jesse Adams and Chris Norman. Okay, were the three of us doing it
0: and those are just local players here. That's yeah, two local how, pros What was the tournament or what was the turnout? Sorry for the a uh, uh,
1: hundred people signed up 99 showed up. That's awesome Yeah, I don't know how many finished I feel like it was less than 99 well six hours is a long time But right? we were beat. Oh, yeah, I mean up and down the bleachers around the stadium. No breaks Yeah, I went up there. I was like, yeah, you know I'll have time for a dinner break. I'll come back I'll feel great. No, it's just go hundred <laughs> holes and they're all short half of them are putts but it was still exhausting but it was a blast so kudos to them for putting that on
0: now it was a prodigy sponsored you said
1: yeah i think i think it was officially a par two okay which is one of prodigy's outreach you get two putters and you play shorter holes that are all par twos okay so, so
0: so it's like the trilogy challenge where you, you're, you're provided with discs mm-hmm. and you've got to play with those. Yeah. So you got discs when you signed up. Yeah. You got two putters. Mm-hmm. And then I left them with a friend of mine who puts with them. Yeah, because they're not your brand. They're not
1: yeah. your sponsored I mean, one. A friend would use them. It's better yeah, for than sure. putting yeah. them on
0: the shelf. Absolutely. Um, no, that's great. So uh, were they the same disc?
1: Uh, PA1 and PA3. So two different putters from Prodigy. Okay. They flew a little bit differently, but so it's like all putting. An so. incredibly fun it I hope it, they do that again. Next it was year a right blast, now. and I'm sure people had a good time, like putting practice. I did one round of it, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I don't putt with those, so I turned it into a super fun day, which was great yeah. for me because it's good to step back and just be an idiot and goof off and remember how much fun it is to throw frisbees. I
0: just I playing indoors sounds so fun to me. Like I'll, I'll I putt it indoors, you know, in a basket that I'll set mm-hmm. up, you know, but. Um, an indoor round where you feel like, especially in a place like that, that your your plastic's not going to do any more damage than a bull's already tried to do to yeah. that place. So, yeah. um, you, I, I don't even think like we broke anything.
1: Yeah, hundred people playing hundred dollars. I don't think we broke anything. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I really care. hope that happens again.
0: I, I would have loved to have gone.
1: Yeah, but I, I had other concerns. fingers crossed that we can find an affordable arena in this valley. I'm gonna start making some calls because it was so fun. I want to do it down here.
0: Oh yeah, um, does trilogy do something like that, or
1: is um, make I, something up? Yeah, we can make yeah. it happen for sure. I got connections. Um, hear that, Bobby? <laughs> Bobby, make it happen.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, we should be able to find something like that. There's enough places yeah. here,
1: and I think I think we'll have the interest where people will be willing to pay the 20, 30 bucks, whatever for, oh, the for venue sure. for a day. Yeah, I would be there because I mean payout will go down because venues are. Thousands of dollars to do that with.
0: Maybe Pro-Am Disc Golf will sponsor. Yeah, first in a, sponsored event. a very event. small, very small
1: capacity. First sponsored event. <laughs>
0: uh, but the uh, the Maverick Center, where our um, hockey team plays, our semi well, it's not semi-pro; it's a professional hockey team. But I don't even know what league they're in. Some minor. Yeah, it's a minor. That's what I'm looking for. Minor. League, it's minor league hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, I somebody, one of my friends on Facebook, can't even remember who it was. Said we're at the hockey game, and you could see like the audience. They said. I think there were more people at uh i can't remember what he said but th- it looked like there were maybe 75 people in that arena period yeah so uh it's got to be cheap <laughs> if,
1: if they can do that i hope so and i have who knows i have friends that work closely with our minor league baseball team as well oh that so. would be a great spot to do it at
0: yeah our baseball stadiums actually a really nice minor it's league stadium. a great
1: minor league stadium
0: yeah well then i want the um Bryce Eccles Stadium here. The football stadium would be fantastic. But I, I don't know. know if we could pull I that I want to off. do an
1: urban disc golf event up here so badly. Yeah. But I can't imagine they'll let me.
0: No, there's too many people going around. But if we could combine it just to the stadium, they might be
1: good with that. I'll pull my student card and see what I can do. Yeah. They, they don't really care about students. I know. But Bummer. I'll try. I'll try anyway. I know.
0: You got to get like a, a dean who plays.
1: <laughs> New bucket list for me, I guess. <laughs> be a dean.
0: So uh, – <laughs> That that sounds like so much fun. It, I, it was a blast. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, so talking about deans, talking about disc golf, um, we we got a question that uh, I don't have who gave it to us, but it was about uh, altitude Ooh, and yeah. playing at different altitudes and how that can affect your your game. So we're he- what is our altitude here? What's we're about
1: like? forty five hundred feet
0: yeah so we're we're pretty high we're not mile high denver high almost denver yeah but we're we're almost there the air is very thin uh we're tired of hearing you complain about it when you come visit just just get get over it it's pretty
1: the smog makes up for how thin the air is though you can chew on the smog when it's bad
0: yeah the winters are pretty bad that's when it's really nice to get up and go skiing
1: and get out of the inversion Mm
0: -hmm. um I'm not going to put any pictures of this on our Facebook page, but Google Salt Lake City inversion. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty gross. Like, unfortunately, we've got this weird microclimate that just locks everything in until yeah. we get a storm. And this, summer, this winter, we have not been getting storms. So, okay, so here we're technically high elevation. Yeah. Um, air is thinner. What does that do to a disc?
1: It makes it more overstable. Okay. Um, I don't know enough about the flight dynamics, but my quick thought about it would be less air. Under a wing, it's going to create less lift, which, with the gyroscopic nature of these discs, makes them more overstable. Yeah. So, at elevation, you don't throw as far. Everything is more overstable. So, if I'm throwing something here that goes straight to left, if I go to sea level, that's going to drift right for me and then come Same to back to straight. Same gonna, disc.
0: If I'm going overstable, it's going to come, it's gonna, oh, sorry, drift right and then come back left.
1: Yeah. Everything is more understable the lower elevation you go. I, I did not know that. So, I have discs here. That I use See, I, I thought it
0: was just like it was going to affect distance. I didn't think I didn't think about stability. Oh, stability, but stability is even is, bigger. Yeah,
1: yeah. And distance is a side effect of stability. Yeah, for sure. Because the more of that flex flight you get, the farther it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any of my turnover discs that I use here, I don't even travel with, because oh. when I go to Vegas or Kansas, now define turnover. Uh, so I throw mostly right hand backhand. So if I throw it flat, and it drifts, it pops up and drifts right. Okay. That we call that high speed turn. And so if I get something that I throw out and it drifts to the right, I'm going to call that a turnover because it's using that high speed turn. And then as it slows down, that last number on disks is called low speed fade. And that's how much it likes to come back.
0: So those are the third and fourth numbers Mm -hmm. that you'll see on a disc.
1: Yeah. And those kind of combine to give you the stability people talk about. Yeah. The higher that sum, the more overstable.
0: Thank you. That's actually one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of stability. So that's helpful. Um, if you are an experienced disc golfer, you might get frustrated with me asking to define terms. But oh no! I'm I, well, not you, <laughs> listeners. Like, uh, but bear with us, because as somebody who can attest, coming into the sport kind of new, there's all sorts of terms that oh, p- there's just jargon that you get left behind on. So yeah. uh, I w- for the uh, benefit of our of our newer listeners, um, I'm gonna have we're gonna try to define terms as we come yeah. across them. So yeah. Um, you can
1: break anything down as much as you want.
0: So uh, now, so if you, so, when you go down to Vegas, what you're doing? That's your next big tournament. Yeah, a cu-
1: couple weeks here. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, your your disc that you're throwing. He- so what's altitude of our Vegas is what like 2,000 feet, it's, something like that. Yeah, 1,500 maybe. Yeah, so it's much lower. Um, not quite sea level, but but
1: 2,000 feet. Yeah. So ha- past halfway down.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you throw a disc that's going to turn right on you, what is it gonna do in Vegas?
1: Turn right, harder. Harder, okay, yeah. so become it's gonna come less under-stable. stable. understable.
0: Mm-hmm. okay. So, what are you, so how do you account for that with you? Do you just leave discs at home, or?
1: Uh, I definitely take more overstable stuff with me. Okay. Um, the, here to Vegas is probably about a disc and a half difference, so if you were to line up all your distance drivers from most overstable to most understable, and then shift them over two spots towards overstability, you would be pulling from the same place. Okay. So what I use for strictly right to left shots here is going to be, you know, almost straight in Vegas. And so I take stuff that I don't even use here. Yeah, because it would just because it just dumps left. Yeah. To go to Vegas and go and then finish hard.
0: I man, I'm excited about that next time I go down uh, to lower elevations and throw.
1: The advantage is you get more distance. Yeah. So yeah. the first time I played in Phoenix, which I can check that real quick. First time I played in Phoenix, I was throwing some brand new destroyers with a friend of mine who just bought them from Huck Lab and Phoenix is at about a thousand feet. Yeah. And so he and I were just throwing these, God, it was probably what, three four years ago? Um, and they were going forever. Like big flex, tons of left to right. They came back nice and we weren't trying very hard. They are probably going 500, 550 feet, which is far. Okay. We got back here. The next week and he's like hey let's go throw those again <laughs> boy was that not fun they're yeah, going to like 375 feet on a hyzer yeah like it just went right to left they Define were fine hyzer so hyzer is and okay. why
0: that would make a disc fly farther
1: okay i gotta back up a little bit okay um depending on the way the disc is spinning hyzer changes direction okay so if it's spinning clockwise right-hand. everything
0: we're going to talk about just right hand backhand that's how we both
1: throw okay so So if you're throwing right-hand, backhand, a hyzer is going to be a right-to-left shape. Okay. Because the disc is spinning clockwise, eventually it will tip towards that left edge and fall left. So if you start it on that same angle, we call that a hyzer. And if the opposite, and, meaning opposite, if you flip it so that right edge goes down, we call that an an anhyzer. And so that moves left to right.
0: So those are just to shape the flight of the disc to get it to where you land. Yeah. Everyone that is saying, I know that. Please bear with us. We we don't have to define Heiser and Anheiser too much anymore. We've already done it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so even on a Heiser line, you were getting like three hundred you were losing about two hundred feet.
1: We were losing a lot. They were not the same disc at all, and I was very disappointed and I felt like a mortal (laughs) again. So that was my first exposure to it. And it's I mean, the more I do it, the easier it gets. So I can understand why the guys who tour all the time don't have a problem with it. Oh sure, yeah. But it is fun to see them come up here. And throw stuff they know that doesn't do what they think it's going to do. Yeah. So I'm not crazy. It does happen. Come play at elevation, and you'll get it.
0: I well, I'm happy to know this because I, I thought it would just been like, oh, it's the air is denser, so there's more lift. You know, so potentially you're going to get more distance out of mm-hmm. it. I didn't think about all that. So, um, but I'm so grateful that I'm starting to play at elevation. So what if I go down, oh yeah, because that would be that would be a bummer. Of a transition back, like, yeah, I moved to Salt Lake, lost 100 feet.
1: (laughs) So that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah.
0: Um, Now, this seems like the opposite of, and I I know it's just different forces because it's not gyroscopic, but like baseball. Uh huh. You know, so uh, Mile High Stadium, I remember when the Rockies were an expansion team and the scuttlebutt was, oh, it's just going to be dingers after dingers after dingers Mm -hmm. because the air is so thin. So what? Why like does that affect? Golf.
1: Yeah. well oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why does that affect a
0: ball differently
1: than it does a disc? Uh, my guess. I'm, just back of your hand physics. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right, someone can correct me, please. But my guess is that um, a golf ball or baseball doesn't create lift like a disc does. So the less air just results in less drag. So it slows down at a slower rate, so it can go farther.
0: I'm I'm gonna use my business degree and say you're exactly right. Yes. No, that makes sense to me. That's my guess, and I'm I'm basing that on a book called Rocket Science for Babies that I got for my one-year-old, <laughs> that shows a ball, and that says if you stretch the ball, then you can create lists. So I'm so. at
1: least as smart as a one-year-old. That's good news. Well, it's Rocket Science for Babies. <laughs>
0: um, well, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me because yeah, it's a, it's a drag issue. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a lift issue. And, well, and, and dimples on the ball are trying to reduce drag, and it, that's yeah. yeah.
1: The goal is always less drag. Yeah, but for us, that's not our goal is a more concern. lift. Yeah, we want which lift. We need air. Yeah.
0: So, now, th- I've seen discs. I've never thrown them that are dimpled. Like I don't know. That seems completely gimmicky to me.
1: Honestly, I'm not sure. I had one. I don't know the make. I don't know the disc. But when I was starting, I found it. And the whole top was dimpled. It felt like a golf ball. Yeah. And it was the most overstable thing I had ever thrown. Okay. It only went left. It only went to the ground. So I don't know if that's because I was still not throwing far enough or if it was just a weird knockoff nothing. If I you don't throw know. a dimpled
0: disc right in, let us know because yeah. I'm, I'm curious. And I don't mean like ones that are, came out of the mold weird and there's a little yeah. dimple at the top like – manufactured mm-hmm. like a golf ball other, other like than ball.
1: other than the latitude racqueton and miscellin those have like a hex pattern on top to try and reduce drag oh okay i have thrown those two and they're just incredibly fast oh i guess that makes sense because yeah. to reduce drag. drag
0: yeah um that i probably would not like this <laughs> no
1: the, the racketin maybe the miscellin no yeah the miscellane takes a lot
0: yeah um so what we'll get in that on yeah. on, on later episodes um, well thank you guys for listening yeah. we're, this is episode two and uh, we got a little longer than anticipated. so bonus for you. Yeah and uh, we appreciate you listening. Please um, write into us uh, Proam Podca- or Proam disc golf right? Proam disc golf at gmail.com. Proam disc golf still Warm getting word. used to that. And then Proam disc golf at Facebook. we're gonna get Instagram and Twitter going. Um, you should see those in the episode description on whatever device you're listening to. so uh, please click on that. Uh, rate and review us. Comment us, and please send us comments. Send us questions. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you want us to talk about something, please let us talk about it. Uh, if you have a question that you want to ask an amateur, please ask me. I will. I will do my best to make up an answer. <laughs> if you want to ask a pro, go ahead and ask Chris, and um, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, keep throwing plastic. Yeah. Cheers.